All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Douglasville Impact, our community podcast. Uh, we are excited to come back with another show today. It is May already, so we've got a lot of stuff coming up in the community activity-wise and news-wise and a lot of stuff to talk about on today's show. So let's go ahead and introduce everybody we have on the show today. Joining us once again, we've got uh, Miss Allison Parker. Hello. Over here. <laughs> Ms. Haley Chapman is joining us today. Hello. And our special guest today from uh, Georgia State Parks and Historic Sites, Miss Kim Hatcher. Hi. Hey, did I get did I get the name pretty close to right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so we're going to talk a lot about our state park system a little bit later in the show and some uh, things that they've got going on over there. Uh, but to start us off, let's talk about some things we got coming up in and around uh, the Douglasville community first. So Haley, do you want to start us off and? Talk about some things we got going on. What's coming up? Yes. Well, first off, we have a blood drive coming up. The Douglas County uh, officials are partnering with the American Red Cross on Thursday, May 27th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. This will take place at the Hunter Park Community Center. So not only is this a great chance to give back to those in need, but there's also a contest going on for all those who donate. Until the end of May, you will be automatically entered in a chance to win a travel trailer camper, and it is super cute looking. So, nice. <laughs> it is. So donors cool. uh, are they're asked to schedule an appointment though prior to arriving, and masks are required. You will be automatically entered in for that super cute camper, by the way. So if you want to make an appointment, visit redcrossblood.org. And enter the code DCCHC. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's really important. Right now I think there's uh, during all of the the COVID type stuff. I know a lot of the blood drives weren't able to happen that, that were planned. So uh, right now they're trying to have a lot of them out there. So it's probably it's really a, an important time. It yeah, is. So yeah. and it's not you know, yeah and they they've given you a chance to win a a really cute uh, camper option right? <laughs> yes. Because super cute. Pull, up, pull down to one of our state park areas or something. Ooh, yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> well, speaking right, of else? fun, uh, our, parks and Recreati- our Parks and Recreation Department, along with the National Park Trust, are celebrating Kids to Park Day this year with the Great Scavenger Hunts. So this is from May 10th to the 16th, going on currently. So you get to first stop by Hunter Park to get your first clue. Then you're going to look for a yard sign with a selfie assignment. Then you're going to read the clue on the other side of the yard sign for your next destination. So you collect the clues along the way, you take your selfies, and then you'll go to the receptionist at the final destination for your great prize. And I do want to make sure that you try and take as many pictures along the way and tag us on social media. Because we got a lot of great pictures last year, so I'm very excited to see all the families get out. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun last year, and a lot of people came out, and, and yeah. it, it was a great, you know, thing, activity to get out with your family and do, and you're outside, you know, and you're not with a lot of crowds, and if you're a type of person who just doesn't like a whole lot of crowds, you know, anyway, uh, this is a great thing to get out and do with your family, where it's just you and your family kind of spending time together, exploring the outdoors, exploring our parks. Exactly. And I like the scavenger hunt thing. I got, you know, it's kind of got like a riddle you got to figure out, mm-hmm. figure out where you got to go next. I, I love that. So... Yeah, and it's, I know today and yesterday were a little cold, but I know it's going to get a little bit warmer, and the weather's going to be beautiful, so 
enjoy enjoy the parks. Yeah. Absolutely. What well, else? Speaking of our parks, the Screen on the Green is coming to both Hunter Park and Jesse Davis this summer. This will be a drive-in movie experience where you get to enjoy a movie from the comfort of your car. So all you got to do is drive up, park, turn your radio to the movie station, and enjoy. So all the movies will begin at dusk. Food will be available for purchase. I know on June the 6th, we have Ralph Rakes the Internet, which is hilarious if you haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Such a good movie. It is. And then on June the 25th is Toy Story 4 at Hunter Park, which is also hilarious, but very cute. Yes. All the Toy Story movies are good. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> we have other ones coming up throughout the summer. So make sure to follow us on social media or visit DouglasvilleGA.gov for more information on those two and the upcoming Screen on the Green throughout the summer. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Anything else? We got more? I have one. One more? That is very exciting. All right. <laughs> Douglas County officials are hosting the 2021 Great Shredding Day events. <laughs> this will take place Saturday, May 15th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in the parking lot of the Douglas County Courthouse on Hospital Drive. Four bank quality shredding trucks will be there, and it is free to citizens. However, they do ask that you limit 10 boxes per vehicle. So this is a great way to protect the environment, but also help yourself <laughs> avoid becoming a victim of identity theft. So for more information on this very exciting event and a handy little map of the event that they have, visit CelebrateDouglasCounty.com. Very cool. And I know know we're laughing, but this is a super popular event. It is, yes. Uh, Whenever we have these around the community, uh, there's always a huge turnout. (laughs) There is. Um, And limiting us to 10 boxes of things, I mean, (laughs) do people have 10 boxes of I guess maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's, well, it seems like a lot of stuff. <laughs> like you said, it's a very popular event, actually. So that map on the website shows how they're going to control traffic and everything. Yeah. It's it's great uh, visual to see. Yeah, yeah. That's very nice. Yeah, very popular. All right, awesome. Well, thank you, Haley. Is that, uh, that the last one you had? That is it, yes. All right, cool. Well, we're going to jump over to Ms. Parker and see what she's got going on on her side of the screen. Yes, well, Parker, today I'm coming in as a park ranger with all these park events and programs, park patrol. (laughs) So our our Douglasville Parks and Rec Department always does a great job with offering so many diverse programs here in the community. And, you know, we can't commend them enough for just how resilient they've stayed throughout the pandemic and making sure they were staying active and relevant. And now it's no different. They're now getting back into the swing of things. I'm just full of great jokes today. So I'll be sharing some of their programs. The first one is Camp Fantastic, which last year they had to be virtual, but this year it's going to be in person. They will be adhering to social distancing guidelines and putting a capacity on how many students or how many campers can register. But this is a great camp for students, kids ages 5 through 12. It will start June 22nd and go through July 31st. Registration closes on Friday, June 5th. So this is a great opportunity for any parents who are looking for 
ways to keep their kids active during the summer so that they aren't at home watching TV, eating all the Pop-Tarts. So if you're like me calling every time you want to eat something. So <laughs> this is a great opportunity to stay active and really engage with camp instructors. The points of focus for Camp Fantastic will be STEM, mass media, arts and crafts. They have a junior chef program, which those were not things that were offered when I was younger. Hence I the know. Pop-Tarts. That's why I was eating Pop-Tarts, because I didn't know how to cook as a child. <laughs> Physical Aww. activities and fun surprises. And so I know they had a lot of fun last year doing it virtually. And we received the photos of the kids mm-hmm. at home in their chef hat, creating stuff Aww. with their parents. But this is great, because now they can come together and really work on doing those things in person. So definitely make sure you register for that. And you can find that information on our website at douglasvillega.gov or on our social media pages. Or you can always call Hunter Park um, or the Ike Owens, excuse me, the Ike Owens Community Center, and they will be more than happy to give you more information about that. Very cool. Yeah. That's a yes. tall one. Yes. <laughs> I, I know they said ages 5 to 12, but I'm wondering if they can extend that just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just a little bit. You know, not too much. Which one do you so, want to take? You want to take the cooking class? I would like to do the t- cooking class, mass media, and I could probably do the physical activities, too. I really like <laughs> I like that stuff. So that is one thing we have for kids to get active this year. We also are introducing the first Teen Alliance Summit, which will be hosted by our Douglasville Parks and Recreation Department. And this event is ex- completely free. We are capping the capacity again due to the pandemic and just making sure we're adhering to social distancing guidelines. But they have four great pillars that they're really going to focus on for the Teen Alliance Summit. That is growing, I talk, financial planning, my voice matters, and I'm grown, what now? So they are really hitting some heavy topics, which nothing wrong with that at all. We all need to be having these conversations, but they're providing it free of charge. They're going to have some speakers and really just trying to work on growth and development for teenagers. And so this event, I believe, is better suited for 13 to 17 year olds. And it is a two-day event. I want to say June 29th through the 30th, but again, completely free. You just have to pre-register and you can do that on our website at douglasvillega.gov or you can call again the Ike Owens Community Center. So again... Yes, another great program. Again, keeping up with parks. This one I'm really excited about only because I heard the passion of our park supervisor, Shahar Thrasher, and I know how big diversity, equity, and inclusion is for our entire parks department, our assistant parks and rec director. So they are, well, not introducing, but they are hosting Camp Terrific this year. And this program is designed for individuals with intellectual disabilities. And so this will focus more on therapeutic recreational activities, which I love. So their focus will be nature walks, cycling, fishing, arts, performance, and social skills. And I think that is absolutely vital to the development of the of that community and so this will too will be hosted at ike owens community center it starts july 12th and it will be 9 9 a.m to 4 p.m and again if you call ike owens community center or you visit our website douglasvillega.gov or our social media pages you can find information about that very nice yes but i love that we offer that that camp as well i think that's just so great yeah yeah then again with parks and rec if you have still going (laughs) Parker the Park Ranger is still going. (laughs) If you have some mini media mavens who you think would do great 
in front of a camera or maybe they do great with videography, camera, or maybe those are things that they're interested in. Parks is, is offering a digital media camp. This camp is only for one week and it shows it will give campers the opportunity to learn camera basics, storytelling, videography. It's great for girls and boys ages 10 to 14 and it's just an awesome opportunity for them to do something different so you know if you want to introduce them to the wonderful world of mass media at an early age if you think some of them would be great even sitting here doing this podcast you know I'm sure they could be guests on our Douglasville Impact podcast (laughs) feel free to register them for the digital media camp but that is definitely fun Um, a great opportunity for them to learn more about communication and mass media yeah Yes. Sounds like a blast. Yes. <laughs> they again, I don't I just don't know how I feel about all these age limits on things. I feel like they just kind of need to they talk about equity and inclusion. I just don't feel very included when some of these things are cutting them off at 14 and 12. I I, I, don't like I need that. the the class for the adult I'm an adult. What do I do now? Or I'm grown. (laughs) I need that one. Is that for a 35 year old? Yes. Right. Adult. We need an adulting one-on-one. I'm still struggling. Okay. So (laughs) the last thing that Parks is getting, getting ready for is adult men's basketball. So you can register now for the 2021 Summer Basketball League, which takes place at the Hawthorne Community Center. Over at Jesse Davis Park, registration ends May 31st and games will be played on Saturdays and Sundays, excluding holidays if there are any that fall in between that time. If you have any questions, you can still call our Ike Owens Community Center or you can call our Hawthorne Community Center and ask to speak to Cameron Baker. He will provide more information about our wonderful men's basketball league. So if you feel like you still got it, got some Kobe in you, some MJ in you, it's a great (laughs) opportunity to keep those bones going. What if you never had it in the first place? Well, that maybe maybe they'll loop that into the adulting 101 or basketball 101. I know they do a basketball training camp. Make find more information about that there. That'd be for us the dribbling 101. Yeah, there there are no age limits on that one. There might are there talent restrictions cuz everyone is welcome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. We don't exclude anyone here in the city of Douglasville. Everyone is welcome. Nice. The parks has got all kinds of stuff going on. And and I think it's great just to see, you know, a lot of the things that we mentioned, we talked about, hey, we had this last year, but it was virtual. So this year we're able to do a, an in-person option. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's great to see some of those things coming back in person. They are, they do have guidelines and stuff that they're putting in place Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody's still safe. Um, So there, there is still that, but there are a lot of things that are just able to start happening again is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know we just this past weekend we held our our, our parking lot bingo event over at Hunter Park. Uh, so thanks to the park department for helping uh, us to pull that off. But it was great to be able to have an in person event again yes. and invite the community out. We had a parking lot full of cars, you know, hanging out, you know, playing bingo, listening to music. The weather was great. Just having a good time, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, being able to be there with other people <laughs> was 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 awesome. And not yes. just, you know, you know, I love seeing you guys all on the screen, you know, all the time. But it'd be nice to get together with with all these people as well and, and actually do things. So it's nice that we're getting a little back to a, being able to do that just a little bit. Uh, so it's great that the parks is kind of taking point on making all that, that work. A lot of their programs that they're bringing back in person, but they're doing it safely. And still got a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, guidelines and stuff out there. Yes. So, 
Speaking of safe things you can do and parks and, uh, and fun things that are out there and available, um, let's talk to our special guest this week. So uh, thank you again, uh, Kim, for joining us to talk about all the, the awesome things that the State Parks and Historic Sites has going on. So uh, why don't you just start off by telling us, you know, telling us about, you know, what all you do and, and mainly what, what all you guys have seen over the past year at the State Park System, because I know it's been a big year for you guys. <laughs> yeah, so we've got 64 state parks and state historic sites within Georgia, and we're all under the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. And sometimes I like to explain to people just the difference between the, the county and city parks that, that you guys have been talking about and the state parks. State parks are usually a lot bigger, and they have a lot, uh, they protect a lot of natural land, a lot of ecosystems and historic sites. Yeah. Um, we do have some programs that are not limited to ages. We have a junior ranger program that's new, and this new one, there is no age limit. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. There we go. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> and you earn little badges. You earn junior ranger badges as you do these activities. Um, but yeah, we the state park system stayed open throughout all last mm -hmm. year, and because we knew people really needed to get outside and get some exercise and fresh air, um, so we were very busy <laughs> last year. On beautiful weekends, the most popular parks in Georgia are the mountain parks or those closest to Atlanta and Sweetwater Creek um, in, in their area. Um, we had to limit access sometimes on pretty weekends because the parking lots yeah. would fill up or the trailheads would fill up. It was just so many people coming. And we took that opportunity to introduce people to middle and south Georgia state parks too, where you could have a little bit more space and certainly less people going there and just quiet and you could just be in nature. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so this spring, we're not nearly as crowded as we were last spring. Things seem to have uh, evened out a little bit. Um, though I would say still, if it's an absolutely gorgeous Saturday, um, go early. <laughs> parking space at the state parks. Um, but the nice thing is we've got 84,000 acres within the park system. So there's plenty yeah. room to spread out. Yeah. And, and people sometimes don't think about the historic sites as being good places for uh, being outside in nature, too. So Etowah Indian Mounds, which is in Cartersville, has a really nice nature trail going along the Etowah River. It's very pretty. There's mm -hmm. good birding. There's pretty spring wildflowers. You can climb to the top. There's a staircase up to the top of the tallest Indian Mound there and. You can look out over the valley and just imagine what life was like for this culture, this community of people who lived there a thousand years ago. Um, so you've got historic sites where you can get out and, and enjoy nature, too. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my, my oldest son plays club soccer, and his home field is the Cartersville Soccer Complex, which is right across the street from the Etowah Indian Mounds. Uh, so we're able to go and he goes and practices and, uh, Lacey and I, uh, hit the, the trails and the river walk and the trail system right there. We can go for a really nice walk along the river and stuff. And she loves it. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not crowded. Um, no. we've got a, a state park that's only been open a few years. It's called Chattahoochee Bend State Park, which is in Noonan. So, you know, that's not too far. Yeah away and they have walking trails along the river they have um three cabins that you can rent to stay overnight okay. they have camping oh. 
Um, they have a really nice picnic shelter um, with a playground right there. So I know a lot of families are starting to have family reunions again and birthday gatherings and outdoor weddings. Um, yeah. We have facilities for outdoor and indoor weddings. So um, the parks are also a good place where everybody in the family can come together and do their own thing. You've got hiking, biking, <coughs> paddling, geocaching, mini golf, swimming, so many things that you can do yeah. and stay within the state parks. Everybody's together. Mm -hmm. which I know we're yeah. all, you know, so excited to be able to be together <laughs> with our friends and family again. Absolutely. And that's, uh, I'm going to mention my wife a lot during this episode because she loves all the state parks and uh, that's her thing. She's got the, she's got one of your state park brochures with all of the state parks listed on the map. So we're checking them off as we hit them all. Oh, yay. <laughs> so Aww. we've I been to a good number of them, but there's a long way to go. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them, uh, 64 of them. And, and I have heard from a lot of people over the years who have made it their personal mission to visit all of them. But it seems like last year, a lot more people did. Yeah, last year was a great opportunity to do that because uh, last May, it was Mother's Day. You know, for Mother's Day, we, we normally go out and we, we find a trail because that's what she wants to do. We find one of, the, one of the trails and we take the, uh, the kids and we go hiking because they can't complain about it on Mother's Day. <laughs> because <laughs> it's Mother's Day. Um, so last year for Mother's Day, we're in the middle of all, all the, the COVID stuff, uh, and we wanted to be able to still do something. So we actually did. We rented a cabin at Fort Mountain uh, State Ooh, Park. I love Fort Mountain. Up on the mountain. It was amazing. Uh, I, I, we were a little blown away about how nice the cabin was. I think it had been newly renovated and stuff. So on the outside, it looked like a, you know, a pretty basic regular cabin. On the inside, it was beautiful. It looked like it had been you know, really recently renovated to a really nice space. Uh, we had separate areas, you know, the kids were on one side of the, the, and we were on the other. So it was a nice separation to where if you were going with a family, you, this one cabin, you know, there were two queens in each bedroom. So you could fit two, four, six, eight people in the cabin. And then there's plenty of room in the middle living area if you wanted to throw somebody on the couch. Um, so a whole family could get into this, this cabin, a family of eight to 10 people easily and be comfortable and separated. Uh, and you were right there on Fort Mountain. Fort Mountain's amazing uh, as oh, far yeah. as just the space and, the, like you said, the things to do. They've got, they've got everything. They've got lakes with the paddle boats, and they've got putt-putt golf and picnic areas and all kinds of hiking trails. Um, there's just so many things to do. So it gave us a good opportunity during, you know, COVID uh, to get out and do something fun, and we weren't near anyone, you know. <laughs> right, right. Which was great. <laughs> Sometimes, um, especially if people are new to Georgia, they might not be familiar with, with the fact that we have camping. We have really nice campgrounds, and, and yeah. we're adding more of them that even have full hookups, which is important to RVers. But we do have cabins, and in the past several years, we've really focused on renovating many of them. The, the ones at Fort Mountain, I'd move there in a, <laughs> in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, it was Mountain, awesome. Yeah, it yes. is. They're beautiful. Yeah. Red Top Mountain State Park on Lake Alatoona has not just renovated cabins. They're actually brand new cabins. They tore down the cabins that were there and nice. built those. Um, and in fact, they're renovating the beach right now. Oh. And this summer, oh, nice. on the summer, we will open a whole new beach area Ooh. on Lake Alatoona at Red Top Mountain. That's um, awesome. If you like uh, to go yeah. to the Savannah area, Fort McAllister State Park, which is in Richmond Hill, so it's south of Savannah. Mm-hmm. They have really cool cabins that are on stilts because they're on the salt marsh. 
Right, right. Nice. So you open the door, the, the windows, the, bl the blinds of the windows, and you've got um, palm trees right outside oh. your windows. So, and then we also have glamping yurts. Sweetwater. Yes. Creek. <laughs> oh, that's on my bucket list. Have you seen the yurts, Haley, yes. at Sweetwater Creek? Yeah, I have. I want to stay there so badly. Yeah, they're really cool. They're like this combination between a tent and a cabin. So there's furniture on the inside, so you're sleeping on futon beds, and, and then there's tables, and there's a ceiling fan, and light fixtures, and the doors lock. <laughs> um, they have a back porch, with little Adirondack chairs, looking at this little spit of the lake at Sweetwater Creek. Um, but then in the front, you've got a picnic table, a fire ring, a grill, just like you're camping. So you have your yeah. s'mores, and you can tell your campfire stories, and then go into your private yurt. And, and yeah. in, in the central area is a bathhouse with hot showers. Um, the one at Sweetwater Creek has a playground right there in, in the yurt village. Um, and it's off on a side of the park that people don't typically go to. It's just normally if you visit Sweetwater Creek, you're on the, the other half of the park. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And Sweetwater Creek's an awesome park in general. Uh, but yeah, the, the yurts are beautiful. But uh, Sweetwater Creek is, the, is basically the state park that's here in our community. So, you know, it sits right here in Douglasville, Douglas County. Uh, it's the, correct me if this has changed, most visited state park in the system? At one point, it's among the top, yeah, yeah, among the top, yeah. So, especially during the height of COVID, you know, we talked, we we kept talking about how you know this is a great option for our community to go and and walk the trails because you mentioned you would go out there on a beautiful day and the parking lot seems full, um, and we did that a few times and we'd drive out and we would look for a parking space and it would take us a minute to find a parking space, but uh, once you got out of your car and got out onto a trail, there's so many different trail options. Uh, there wasn't really people that close to you. You know, you're out on the, once you get out on the trail, the people aren't there. You know, they're on trails and they're all spread out and there's so much land that it's not like you're on top of people. Occasionally you will pass people on a trail. So there's enough people to make you feel comfortable being out there by yourself, you know. Um, but you're not passing people all the time or constantly trying to get by people. You know, it was it's a great option to get out and do stuff and get away from the people <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a really good point and um, and we have trails for all abilities if you want to do something really short or if you want to backpack all day and even spend the night um we have paved pathways so similar mm -hmm. to the silver comet there's a trail at panola mountain state park which is in stockbridge so it's southeast of atlanta um so it's paved like silver comet but it's very hilly it's quite a workout um, yeah. Mountain even rents bicycles, or you could bring your own bicycles. And there's two lakes that are popular for fishing where you can park and, and you can access the trail there. Um, there's a paved trail at Tallulah Gorge that a lot of people don't even know is there. It's an old huh. railroad bed. It's called the Shortline Trail. So most people go and they hike the rim of Tallulah Gorge with, with these beautiful you know, views of the canyon. Um, but if you have like a kid in a stroller or somebody yeah. in an easy pathway, there's a paved trail there too. Yeah, that was the, that's the other thing that's great about the, the park system you talked about. We've got, you know, 64 different sites, um, but there is a little bit of something for whatever level hiking ability you feel comfortable with. You know, if you want to go and, and hike up and down a mountain, uh, you can do that. Uh, even at Sweetwater State Park, there's different trails that are, that are different, uh, difficulties. I know you talked about Red Top Mountain. That's one of the ones we like to go to as well. 
it's a little more flat. You know, it's if you just wanted to go and get some walking distance in, but not really hiking up and down a mountain. Uh, the the Red Top Mountain's a great trail because uh, it's great for biking and things like that as well. Because you're not going up and down a mountain, you're just kind of going around the the lake and stuff. So it's it's a great trail that's a little easier for you know. It's not a it's it's not a super difficult you know type. But there's there's a look there are the difficult ones out there if you want to go a little more adventurous. Uh, there is something for everybody in the system because there are so many options out there. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and we have biking trails. Some parks rent kayaks and stand up paddle boards and aqua cycles. We have mini golf. We have um, regular golf. We have really affordable, good golf courses with pro shops. Um, we have geocaching. You talked about doing scavenger hunts earlier. So geocaching yep. is kind of like that. It, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Scavenger hunt that you use with your cell phone or a handheld GPS. Um, we have that at all of the parks and the historic sites. And what's cool about the geocaching at the historic sites is you have to answer questions about that park's history in order to get the code to open the box. Oh, that's, that's cool. Kids that are like good for homeschool. Good for nice. kids learning about Georgia. Um, yeah, there's just so much yeah. to do. We have dog walking, of course, is popular. We welcome dogs in the campgrounds, leash yeah. dogs on the trails. Uh, all of the parks that have cabins have at least one that's dog friendly, yeah. usually more. I will tell people to make your reservations really far in advance because yes. the dog friendly ones go. They, they go fast. When we went for Mother's Day last year, we, we took our, our dog with us. Uh, and we, yeah, we had to try to find a weekend uh, that had a dog friendly cabin available. So, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty popular. Uh, yeah. But it was awesome. Our, our little dog loved it. She, she, I think she had more fun than any of us. At, you know, out walking around and just hanging out. She absolutely loved it the whole time. Um, it was great. So. Uh, have you heard of our Tales on Trails Club? No, what's that? Quest. So um, we know that people like a quest. And so we have come up with these different activity clubs. Canyon Climbers Club is for hiking. Park Paddlers is for paddling. And then there's Tales on Trails. And you... When you join, you get a T-shirt to wear while you're exploring. But with Tales on Trails, you get a matching bandana for your dog. Oh. And then you get uh, this sheet where it lists all the parks to choose from. And you have to hike, let's say, I think it's 14 out of 26 participating parks for Tales on Trails. And you check them off as you go. It's on the honor system. But when you mail that in, we'll send you a certificate of completion, you and your dog a certificate. Oh, that's so cute. It's, pictures on instagram we you know a lot of people have, have set up instagram pages for their pets and so sometimes we see dogs sporting their little tails on trails club <laughs> <laughs> that's wow, adorable yeah. um, Lacey's probably listening to the podcast and i'm sure she's adding multiple things to our list of things to do now so. <laughs> yes <laughs> So obviously we go to the state parks a lot. Um, so we have uh, we have the uh, annual parking pass. So um, which is which is great if you're going to go more than a couple of times to a state park in a year. Uh, so can you want you want to tell us a, a little bit about some of those things that you guys offer? Sure. So when you go to a Georgia state park, it's five dollars to park, and you can load the whole family in the minivan. And if you visit often, an annual pass is fifty dollars, or if you're sixty-two or older, it's half off that. Um, we we don't charge for parking at historic sites. They have a separate admission fee. So there's a separate historic site pass if you right. 
if you really enjoy doing that. Um, we have a really great partnership with uh, Georgia's Public Libraries where you can go to your library and check out a packet that has a park pass and a historic site pass in it. And you keep it just like a book and return it in a couple of weeks. So that gives you an opportunity to explore for free. Um, so, nice. yeah, they're, they're a really great deal. And, and if you go to one park um, in the morning and then you want to visit another park later that day, that, that parking fee is, is good for the whole day. So some people will go to Tallulah Gorge for the day and then maybe go to Black Rock Mountain State yeah. Park Clayton to stay overnight. Um, so you can do that as well. Yeah, if you, if you go up to the North Georgia area, there's a lot of different parks kind of clumped together. So you can definitely do multiple in a day uh, for sure. So that's definitely something to think about. Yeah. So when you, when you, so you, you mentioned the historic sites being a little bit different, and, that, and that's something that we've experienced because we have the, the, part, the annual pass for the parking, but we've, we've gone to a few of the historic sites as well, and it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the historic sites. So that's that's going to be all of our, you know, there, there are a lot of battlegrounds around us, right? And those are listed as historic sites, right? Is that, those are the historic, so Kennesaw Battleground, right? Is that Kennesaw kind of, is run by the National Park Service. That's federal one, okay. Right, okay. but we have Pickett's Mill Battlefield in Dallas. Yep. Been to that one. Not many people, have you? Not yep. many people have heard of that one, unless you're, you know, really into Civil War, but they have walking trails as they do. It's a good. It's a good hike, actually. They got a lot of trails, a lot of trail options and stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah. That one's been checked off. <laughs> uh, Roosevelt's Little White House down in Warm Springs. Hmm. Yeah. Check. <laughs> kid had a soccer tournament down there, right? And when, when we've got a kid that's on a traveling soccer team, so whenever we have to travel more than an hour to a tournament or something like that. Lacey finds the closest historic site slash uh, trail or something. You know, if we're going to make a day of it, we're going to make a day of it. So, yeah, there was one down in that area. So we did the Little White House. And it was awesome. Yeah. I find the Little White House, I think it's so interesting because uh, FDR had polio. Uh, and so he came to Warm Springs thinking that it would give him relief. I mean, it didn't cure him, but it, he felt relief from swimming in the pools. And the, the pools are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, it's not filled, but the complex is there. Um, what, he passed away in uh, on April 12th, 1945, and he was posing for a portrait at the time, and he had a stroke, and this, this was in Warm Springs. So that unfinished portrait is on display in the museum. Well, we just got the studies that the artist had done before she came down to paint the president. So, you know, she, she was, had done her homework and was preparing and practicing for this painting. So those studies are now on display in the museum. Wow. Little White oh, that's so cool. Yeah. We're going to have to go back now, I guess. Yeah, same. His <laughs> hand-controlled cars. So, he, you know, he couldn't use his feet to use the pedals on the cars. So he has these beautiful convertibles that are in the museum that were hand-controlled. Mm. And, and even at yeah. that time... Um, you know, the, the the media and people kind of respected that he had this this challenge. And so a lot of people thought he could walk. Um, it wasn't really shown very much. And so people would send him canes. And he had this um, massive cane collection of gifts from all over the world. And they are really cool. <laughs> that's yeah. one of, I hear from a lot of people that that's their favorite part of the museum. Yeah, the whole oh, wow. the whole park down there is, is pretty cool. So there's yeah, there's the museum area, 
And then you can actually go and tour the actual house and the, the outhouses and stuff around, and the little outbuildings around the house. Um, you get to see, you know, his bedroom and, and everything. I mean, the house is really cool. We actually did go over to the the actual spring area. Like I said, it's empty, so you can go down and actually walk around in the empty pool area and they've got a little museum area over there as well so lots of different you know neat things to explore down there lots of history Lacey loves the history part so <laughs> and then just down the road is fd roosevelt state park where you can stay in historic cabins that were built in the 30s by the ccp yeah. uh the campground was just renovated we added more sites that have sewage hookups there, nice. which is nice. you know important to rvers um, <laughs> it, uh Going back to Sweetwater Creek and, and, and the diversity of the places to stay within the parks, we've got campsites that are pull throughs, so you don't even have to back up your big rig, they're real, you're easy. But then we also have tent only sites, and Sweetwater has five little primitive tent only campsites, too. Oh, nice! Yeah, we Sweetwater's got a little bit of everything, which is kind of awesome. Uh, the, the way it works, and it, it's, it's great that it's right here in our backyard, so we don't have to drive an hour and a half, two hours to get to it. Because um, yeah, um, they've got little kayak adventures that we've done as well. Um, I know we've done, and, and I don't know how, what's if all these programs are kind of back, or if some of them were suspended or, or during COVID or not. But I know we've we've done a kayaking tour where you 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 get in the kayaks and you go down near the ruins, and you get out and you get to explore the ruins. Uh, oh and, wow! And then you kayak back up. That was great. That was awesome. And um, the interpretive um, um, park ranger was there and kind of toured around and kind of told us all about the ruins. We've done a twilight kayaking, which was pretty awesome as well. So it's at sunset, you're right there on the creek, and you go you go under the road to the other side, and oh. it, it's right there at sunset. It's beautiful. Um, that was really cool. So there's all kinds of neat little activities and stuff around, around Sweetwater Creek as well that you can go out and do. Um, so that's always fun. Yeah, I haven't is, been to the ruins yet. Oh, the ruins are awesome and highlighted in a lot of uh, re- recent movies and TV they shows. They are, yeah. So uh, we, we were watching Falcon and Winter Soldier a few weeks ago, and suddenly they're standing in the middle of the Sweetwater Creek ruins, and we were like... <laughs> <laughs> I know that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Miss Parker just went there recently, and I think she really enjoyed it. But yeah. it is really cool to see them like it in really all is. the pop culture. Yeah. There's a lot of parks that, that are featured in, in different movies. Um, High yeah. Falls, uh, Wormslow down near Savannah. Oh. Oh, yeah. We did Wormslow and High Falls this past year. Yeah. Check, check. High Falls and High Falls is really close to Indian Springs State Park. And Indian Springs <clears throat> is actually thought to be the oldest state park in the nation. Oh, nice. that's cool. And people still come there today and they will bring their empty jugs and collect water from um, now there's a in the 30s the ccc built a spring house so the spring comes out of this little spigot and people people believe that it has really um health benefits because of all the minerals that are in it yeah and it smells terrible and it's (laughs) terrible when it comes right out of the spring but if you leave it overnight with the jug open it, it all that goes away and it is crisp clear wonderful free spring water interesting nice oh that's so cool yeah, and they're close. You could visit both of those parks um, in the same day pretty easily. Yeah, and what's what the other the other thing that that we do, which is kind of cool, is um, so High Falls was on our our vacation trek this year. So you know, as we drive down to Orlando, like a lot of people uh, from this area do, when you hit spring break, fall break, winter break, uh, 
heading down to Orlando, you pass right by a lot of these state parks. So to break up that eight hour drive, we will, you know, drive a few hours, get out of the car. We went to High Falls this year and we walked around High Falls. We did some hiking and stuff, stretched our legs, had lunch somewhere in the area and then got back in the car and continued our trip. So it kind of breaks up that long drive down to Disney World, Universal, or wherever, Panama City, wherever you're going down in Florida yeah. for your break. So, so. There's a park called neat. Reed Bingham, which is in Adel. It's only six miles off the interstate. Yeah. So you're getting closer to the Florida border. Um, they have a, a really nice lake, good fishing. It's pretty it's fun to look for alligators, nice walking trails, gopher tortoises. <laughs> a lot of gopher, the big gopher tortoises just kind of lumbering around. Do you get to look nice. for the alligators from a safe distance, or? <laughs> You're not on their meal plan. <laughs> that's actually one of the things that I, I personally, because I grew up in, I'm from Smyrna, I went to Campbell High School, and um, went to college in Athens, and so I was very familiar with the metro Atlanta, and my family always went to the mountain parks, and we, we didn't ever explore middle and south Georgia, and so... Now working for the park system, I love Middle and South Georgia. I love to go paddling and looking for alligators and birds and, and the frogs and just the nature that you see in Middle and South Georgia, and it's so quiet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really great because there is it's all the nature and there's a lot of history and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so you mentioned Wormslow. We did that one this year during. Savannah soccer tournament. Uh, so while we were down there, we, we had never done Wormslow plantation. Uh, and again, that was, it, it's, it's super awesome. It's out on the, you know, salt marsh kind of area. So you have all the nature and the, the, is that an alligator? Is that an alligator? <laughs> 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 kind of things whenever something moves, but there's also a lot of history. There was a whole lot of history about the old home site, you know, base that was there and about how you know, the area was developed and the family that, that did it and stuff and uh, all the great history and nature all together at once and stuff. So it was a great experience. And it's got that really long drive with the canopy of trees that you see in a lot of iconic kind of film type things, Ooh. which was amazing to look at because, yeah, it's all those big old trees with the Spanish moss and you've got that super long corridor um, and it's a dirt road path, so it's a it's a photo op, it's a <laughs> a selfie point, uh, but it was beautiful. Um, it is it is uh, beautiful. Wormslow has the oldest tabby ruins in Georgia. Um, if you explore the coast, um, U.S. Um, I don't know if the U.S. or Georgia Highway 17, the little highway that that runs near I-95 down the coast, is really worth exploring. Um, there's a site called Fort King George historic site, which was the first British fort in what became Georgia. It was, you know, in the colonies. This year is their 300th anniversary of Fort King George. Nice. Uh, And it's a pretty scenic place to visit. And what's nice about it is all of the buildings are uh, reconstructed, which means they're not hands-off. That means you and your kids can go climb up into the bunkhouse you can look through the holes where muskets would have been, you know, awesome. <laughs> aimed. You can ring the dinner <laughs> bell. You can run free and learn all the history of colonial Georgia in this um, really nicely reconstructed port. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think I could see food down in the area. 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's how we That's balance this motivation. out. Because Lacey, Lacey is always saying, "All right, we're gonna go here. We want to go hike here. We go all right, hike here." It's like, yeah, but where are we gonna eat lunch? <laughs> what, what's the food I'm getting in replacement for all this hiking we're doing? <laughs> Awesome. And that's actually one of the cool things about some of the middle and South Georgia parks is quite often there are the little country cooking places or the catfish houses or great fried chicken and just really oh, yeah. good food nearby <laughs> um, if you don't want to cook at your campsite. Um, yeah, yeah. I tell people, go to our website, um, to, to gastateparks.org, and you can click on a map of Georgia and see where all the parks are located. And if you click on each park, It'll open a new screen that tells you everything about that one, but it will have um, a calendar of events, a photo gallery. When you're making your reservations, you actually see that campsite or that cabin that, mm -hmm. from York that, that you're looking at. So there's a lot of resources on the website. It's nice to poke around. And we're finally having more ranger programs. Of course, we stopped most of them last year, um, but they're starting to do more of them this year. Hard Labor Creek State Park, which is if so if you took I-20 and you went, Past Atlanta and kept going east to the Rutledge Social Circle area. There's a park called Hard Labor Creek that has really good ranger programs. He's a great park ranger. Uh, he speaks English and Spanish, and he leads uh, kayak trips like you were talking about and guided, guided hikes and birding, and, and that's a, a good place to go just to relax nice. floor. Yeah. And you said Social Circle, so the Blue Willow End is where I eat lunch. So. <laughs> So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So well, what, is there anything else we need to know about what's going on in the state park system before I know we've talked about a lot of stuff? <laughs> um, I guess I'd go back kind of to, to families getting together again and doing a bigger group outings. You've got room to spread out with it, with your family and everybody near you who's vaccinated. <laughs> so you've got that, the open air picnic shelters you can rent. We've got right. enclosed group shelters that have tables and chairs and grills and that kind of thing. Um, Indian Springs has a new facility called Idlewild, which is a big, beautiful 500 person event facility on their lake with a big open patio. Oh, wow. You get a lot of weddings there. Yeah. Um, so think about if, if you really want to get with your family, but you're still not comfortable being inside small venues, you can think about the parks as, as a place to gather. Very nice. Yeah, there's, there's definitely plenty of options, like you said. I know we've had some, some bigger events out of the, out of the group shelter at, at uh, Sweetwater Park. Um, so it's very nice. Lots of things to choose from. And if they want to find out, like you mentioned the, the website, the website is great. Uh, you can find all the information on, on the website. You can book things directly on the website. You can find availability and whether the cabin with the dog is available um, on the website. So uh, give us the website, the web address one more time. Sure. It's gastateparks.org. Um, you can call us and we'll mail you a brochure. It's 1-800-864-PARK, which is 7275. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Pinterest. You can keep up with what's going on and, and, you know, just all the exciting things like we're opening a new visitor center at Skidaway Island State Park in Savannah. That's on Facebook. So follow Very us nice. and keep up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, definitely check out the website, check out the social media, follow them everywhere you can because no matter where you are, if you're in Douglasville, Douglas County or anywhere in Georgia, there's a state park pretty close to you. That's what's pretty awesome about it. They're everywhere. 
<laughs> so, all right. Well, I want to thank uh, everybody for joining us today, but thanks, Kim, for coming and telling us all about what's going on in the state park system and all that you guys are doing to help give us fun, outdoor, uh, safe things to do with our families. And if anybody has any other questions about our state park system, you know where to find it on their website now and connect with their social media and everything else. I know Lacey has been taking probably good notes, so we have a, <laughs> a book of, of new things we have to go do now. So thanks. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> it's all fun. I really do enjoy it, actually. I give oh, her a hard darn, time about it. Oh, darn. go have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I have to go play in the woods. <laughs> It's awesome. So thank you guys all for joining us. Thank you again, Kim. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time on Douglasville Impact. Have a great week, everybody.